Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. How are you today? I am all right. How are you doing? I am exhausted. Yeah? Yeah. I have just been so tired recently. You know, and I don't understand why. Okay, so like I get up at like 6 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, fight with the children, fight with the children, fight with the children. Get ready for work. Or get them on the school bus. Get ready for work. Uh, go to work. Uh, stare at my computer all day long. Get off work. Get about 5 o'clock, go home, fight with the children, fight with the children, fight with the children until around 9 o'clock, and then I'll go to bed. And then uh, watch some, you know, my sister and I are watching Runaways, Marvel's Runaways. Mm-hmm, yeah. And so there are two, we watch two episodes of Marvel's Runaways uh, around 9 o'clock, so that's 9 to 10, and then 10 to 11, and then I go upstairs and I check Facebook on my phone because I don't want to pull up my computer because it's 11 o'clock. And, you know, you got to you know, go to bed, sure, right? Sure, right, yeah. And uh, so I look at uh, whatever's going on on Facebook for a second, and then I flip over to the Facebook videos feed, mm-hmm. and I watch people pop blackheads for about an hour and a half. Okay. And then I go to bed, so I don't know why I'm so tired. I get a full five and a half hours of sleep. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I can relate. I took a I took a fairly long nap today. I've been been fighting some sinus stuff for the last week or so, and then this morning I just was not my best, and yeah. I work from home now. So it was really, really hard to get focused this morning. Mm. And so I ended up taking a long lunch and I had a splitting headache. Uh, So I took a long lunch and I took like 30 minutes to just sit in the dark with my eyes closed. And I didn't sleep, but I just didn't do anything for 30 minutes. Yeah. And, And then I was actually able to get a lot done this afternoon and into the early evening. And then... um and then I took a nap for like an hour and a half. So, and I might be coming down with a cold and all these things. So, but yeah, it's, it's, and it's been that kind of way, you know, around with, with several people I know today, actually. It's today, something about today. Oh, yeah. It's, exa- it's an exhausting week this Tuesday. <laughs> yes. And, and uh, so this is, we are days out. From the new episode of The Walking Dead. So for the, yes. So for those of you who have been listening to us and l- noticing our somewhat erratic schedule, right? We will be back on our regular schedule with The Walking Dead when it returns. Yes, because you know when when they're on hiatus, it's easy for us to just be like, well, me. <laughs> it's easy for me to be like, I don't want to do this this week. <laughs> But we have recorded several episodes, so if you have not caught the yeah. the, the episodes we've recorded since the end of the, well, I guess the mid season of The Walking Dead, uh, was that really the mid season or was that the end of the season? Yeah, that's the mid season because we're coming back for another five to four. It all blurs. 
but yeah, so we've recorded we've recorded episodes about Anna and the Apocalypse. Yes. Uh, the Christmas zombie movie, which you should check out if you haven't seen. Uh, we did Cooties, which is a tooth, uh, a film that apparently very few people saw, uh, based on its, on its box office numbers, but it's a very entertaining uh, kind of a zombie movie. And then we just did Shaun of the Dead, right. which, as of this recording, I posted that yesterday, and I actually used our social media. I saw that. I posted it on Facebook, and I posted it on Twitter, and I was a good boy. <laughs> Yay. Because <laughs> uh, we suck at social media. Oh, we're bad at it. Oh, we're really bad. And the thing is that you used to be really good at social media. Well, I mean, I, I still am personally very good at social media. Um, but but uh, for for this, for some, for some reason, uh, you know, live tweeting The Walking Dead is very hard for me right now. I guess, you yeah. know, because I started letting the kids watch it. And uh, when I let, started letting the kids watch it, we lived in Saint, we were in Kansas City. But now that we're in Texas, I let the kids watch it, and my mother sits aghast and and shocked, and you know <laughs> that I'm letting the kids watch it as we watch it. So she sits there and watches me with a look of horror on her face, like how could you let your children watch this while we watch it? And then, um, and so I'm distracted. <laughs> Well, we will get back into it, and we will be looking forward to uh, a really messy Caesar series of events that appear to be coming up. Right. So, so we'll, we'll we'll have more on that. But that's not what we're doing tonight. No, we are doing what is essentially the first Zompocalypse Now book club uh, yes. episode. Because you and I are both avid. Not only readers of the paper on the are the ink on paper, but listeners to the books on tape. Right. And what we used to do after, like what we would do when we lived, and we still do to some extent now, is that you'd come over, we'd record, we'd watch the show, and we'd record, and then afterwards we would talk about what books we were reading mm-hmm. for another twenty or thirty minutes after. Yeah. Or what books we were planning on reading, or what was you know what was next, or. Right, and we we've done that a little bit, but it's again it's something else that we have sort of been adjusting to with the not being in the physical same space, where it's really can. I mean, it's, there are advantages to seeing each other every week. Yes, the physical proximity of being able to sit there and go, "Hey, I've got this book here. Take, you know, take it home with you." <laughs> right. <laughs> So, but yeah, um, we do read quite a bit, and I spent the last four years in my previous job driving all the time, so I listened to a ton of audiobooks. And for those of you who listen to the show, this may come as a huge surprise, but I'm a bit of a horror and science fiction and mystery uh, reader, and so (laughs) I listen to a lot of those kind of books. Yes, and I have had... A 15 to 30 minute commute to and from work mm-hmm. for a, for over 10 years. And so I would listen to audiobooks. I'd listen to audiobooks all the time. And I, I know that it's probably a shock. Uh, I'm, I'm a horror and science fiction and uh, humor, you know, guy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's what I do. Listen to books. 
And uh, what 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 service do you use for book listening? Um, I've I primarily use Audible or the library. Now, if you uh, if you are somebody who does not listen to audiobooks or would like to listen to audiobooks, definitely start with your library. A lot of libraries have really extensive audiobooks that you can download or stream or however they've got it set right. up. And this, of course, is almost always a free service. Or if it there right. or if there is a fee, it's a very nominal one. Yeah. The the sir the, the one I use is called Libby. Mm-hmm. L I B B Y. And it's a free you download it onto your phone and you connect your library card to it and you are able to listen to audiobooks. Uh, now, it's just like the library. You get it from 30 days, and then you have to return them or make sure that they're, they're uh, you renew them if you need them still. And you need to check with your library to make sure that it works. Mm-hmm. In some cases, I you know, there are, like like a physical book, sometimes books are not necessarily available right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in a lot of cases, because it is digital, that seems, the, the gap seems to be narrowing. Uh, from when publication date comes out and when stuff is available. And mm-hmm. uh, and that's one of the reasons that I tended to use Audible is because I could get stuff right away. Right. Um, and actually the nice thing about something like Audible and your library and any kind, and there's tons of tons of places you can go online to get recommendations for books. Uh, Goodreads is a great place to find. Uh, lists of authors that are related or types of novels that are related. Uh, and you know, fiction or nonfiction, there's there's all kinds of information out there. Right. Uh, Audible has proved really good for me, and I'm not getting paid by Audible. Uh, no. <laughs> please, Audible, give me money. Um, <laughs> but uh, they, I've I've discovered a a huge number of authors through basically being stuck in a car for hours on end every day and burning through audiobooks at a ridiculous rate. Because <laughs> uh, I could kill an eight-hour audiobook in a day between getting up in yeah. the morning and driving to work and working and then driving home, I can go through an eight-hour audiobook, you know, in one in basically one sitting. My Audible library is gigantic, right? <laughs> but that's actually where I discovered the author that I'm going to talk about a few of his books tonight because I was also contacted through his publisher contacted sci-fi for me.com who of course which is of course where his apocalypse now originated uh and they asked me you know they we would be willing to review his new book which comes out on the 14th i cannot talk about the new book in detail until the 14th i can give very very broad strokes tonight uh, and i will uh, but <laughs> I have listened to it and I can definitely say that I enjoyed it. So I will, well, a little spoiler there for, uh, Peter Klein's dead moon is the name of the book comes out on the fourteenth, it comes mm. out on the 14th and it is, it is loosely connected to, uh, an ongoing series he has, but it's something you can listen to, you know, listen or read without having listened to or read, the earlier books in the series. I'm using air quotes here uh, because the, it's a it's a big picture kind of connection, but it's not like ah. sequel, sequel, sequel kind of thing. So, like it's like this happens in the same world, yeah, yeah, as the thing, mm-hmm, right? 
So what are you talking about tonight? I'm I am going to talk about a um a book series that I have been reading and enjoying. It is uh by a woman named Jessie Peterson and they are the Eat Slay Love series and uh essentially what it is is it's about a a couple uh David uh and uh oh god what's her name Sarah David and Sarah who uh are in marriage counseling because they're about to get divorced and uh then there's a zombie outbreak uh, and they actually explain how the zombie outbreak happens there was a they were doing a uh experiments at a um teaching hospital in in Seattle and uh one of the experiments led to uh, reanimating corpses, and oops, now there are zombies. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, um, so David and Sarah start off about to like end their marriage, and are now thrust together in um, in the zombie apocalypse, trying to survive. And they come across, and there's three books in the series. Uh, and they, uh, they survive together. They, you know, have to navigate their relationship and, and, uh, and it's just a really funny, gory, cause they, you know, kill zombies <laughs> sure. and sweet. It's very sweet. They seem to, you know, the characters are really well drawn, um, and I really enjoyed listening to it very, very much. The only thing I would say, and I'm not going to even look her up because I'm not going to like broadcast the girl, or excuse me, the woman who reads the series. Um, when she has a weird vocal inflection, mm. um, where like when she's supposed to be yelling, she whispers instead. Oh yeah, uh huh. So so she'll be like, "We were walking down the street, and I saw the zombies coming." David, I screamed, and he looked up, and he saw the zombies too. Sarah, he yelled back at me. Yeah. And then you know, so it's very like, "Oh, don't do that." And then of course, I read all th- or listened to all three books. And so it's just like, you know, I get, you, you can you can get a little tiresome. I listened to them, I would listen to one, and then I would wa- listen to something else, maybe another two something else's, and then I would go back and listen to the next one. Yeah, unfortunately with audiobooks, it, it's not just the quality of the writing that you are enjoying. Fortunately, unfortunately, you're also enjoying the right. person who is reading the book. Who is and and what's interesting about audiobooks is that sometimes you can have a full cast recording, and so yeah. it's basically a like listening to a you know a, a play or a you know a full radio cast uh, production with music and and different actors playing each part, and but a lot, most audiobooks tend to be narrated, and there are there are some of these voices that I have followed them from one book series to another because I really enjoy listening to their voices. 
And what's kind of fun for some of these folks is that they use multiple names depending on what kind of book they're recording. Mm-hmm. And so you could it's like tracking down <laughs> what what their yeah. their stage name is uh, depending on the kind of book can be can be kind of fun yeah. uh, and a little frustrating. But kind of like porn stars, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and some of them actually do that because they there's there is of course a thriving erotica audio, yeah, uh, section as well. Uh, but yeah, so it's I mean the particular uh, the Peter Klein's books are narrated by a guy named Ray Porter, and Ray has got one of those fantastic voices that lends itself very very well to playing both men and women. Uh, uh-huh. to, to, he's quite good with the accents, um, and he's a very dramatic reader. And like you run into there, one of the problems with recording audio, uh, which we run into sometimes when I'm editing this, if you or I get like particularly worked up, yeah, we can blow out the audio. And, oh yeah. and so if, if you're listening to our podcast and you hear occasionally like, a strange noise, odds are good, that's something I couldn't fix in the edit. <laughs> <laughs> that we we made a sound that, that just you know completely turned into a blur of static, essentially. The audiobook production process, of course, these people, you know, they go in, they record at home, they record in studios, they record with a the director, they record on their own. There's a lot of different ways to do it. They are very concerned about whether or not if they get too loud, that part of the recording isn't usable. So some of them do that right. whisper yell thing, which is very strange. No, you're, you're yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, Ray Porter is a fantastic person to listen to. And he has become kind of the, the go-to reader for uh, the Peter Klein's books. And Klein's, he's written, some, he's written short stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's done some anthology work. But uh, his first big series was something called X-Heroes, which was basically, what if the apocalypse happened? What if the, the, the zombies rose up in essentially the Marvel or DC universe? Ah. What would happen if, and of course, uh, you know, we saw things, Marvel actually had their Marvel Zombies series and things like that. But these are original characters, so he's not as concerned with making, you know, making sure that, that Fill in the, yeah. you know, Captain America is Captain America or whatever. Um, and it's dark. It's dark. It's dark. <laughs> if you think, if you think uh, Walking Dead is grimdark, X-Heroes is kind of, uh, kind of along those lines, um, only with superpowers. And, and the zombies are... He plays a little bit with the idea of what a zombie is and and how they would interact with zombifying something with superpowers. Ah. So it's a very interesting series. But the new book, Dead Moon, is part of, like I said, a loosely connected series called the Threshold series. And the first book is called 14. And the second book is called The Fold. And then the third book uh, that's coming out on the 14th is Dead Moon. Now, they are what some people would call Lovecraft light, which means, Mm. so the idea of Lovecraftian fiction is that there's these interdimensional, otherworldly entities that want to gobble up the world, humanity, 
Um, they don't necessarily care about humanity. We're sort of just in the way. Uh, to look upon them is to drive you mad, all that sort of thing. A lot of Lovecraftian... Blah, 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 yeah, blah. Lots yeah, of lo- lots, <laughs> lots of Lovecraftian tropes that have worked their way into horror fiction. The Threshold series is... And, I, and this is a little bit spoilery, so my apologies for those... If you, but not so much so you will lose enjoyment of the books. Is that what if the Lovecraftian beasties were based on something real or something that is that is that ah. is a physical thing that that humanity could encounter and what that physical thing the effect that physical thing would have on us so they are a little less vague than lovecraft can often be there's a little they're more they're more, more concrete but they're also still very much science fiction horror hybrids um 14 is about Apartment 14, where uh, a young man moves into uh, a building that is kind of odd, and his neighbors are kind of odd, and then really odd and very deadly things start to happen. Ah. And it plays a lot like your standard horror tropes, except it doesn't. So it's, um, it's, and it's funny and weird, and it's kind of a mystery novel. There's a lot of references to things like Scooby-Doo, uh, The X-Files. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a very pop culture uh, rich novel. So you can definitely, especially if you're, you know, if you've watched anything from pop culture in like the last 30 years up till now, you're, you're going to recognize a lot of the references. The Fold, it's not, like I said, it's not really a sequel to 14, but it's set in the same reality where this kind of stuff happens. Um, and it's about a a laboratory where the scientists claim to have developed teleportation. Mm. And the the very, very smart man who does not want to be involved with this, who gets drafted by his government buddy to go figure out if this is a real thing. Because a lot of money has been dropped into this project and a lot of people are very skeptical. Uh, well, you know, it, it very rarely does teleportation in science fiction and horror ever have a good outcome. Right. So let's just say that that uh, bad things happen. <laughs> yes. And then the new book, what I can tell you, like I said, unfortunately I can't give you a, a any kind of detailed review, which I didn't really give you uh, on the other two books either but i can tell you the summary and it's an audible production and audible of course is producing their own books uh they have their own uh authors that they're supporting and and publishing and their own they have their own collection of in-house voice talent so they're actually producing quite a bit of original content um it is called dead moon like i said it comes out on the 14th i will say if you have read Peter Klein's or listen to Peter Klein's, uh, you definitely want to check it out. If you haven't, you'll want to if you enjoy 14 and the fold. But the synopsis is, <clears throat> and I quote, in the year 2243, the moon belongs to the dead. The largest graveyard in the solar system, it was the perfect solution to the overcrowding and environmental problems that had plagued mankind for centuries and the perfect place for Callie Washington to run away from her past. But when a mysterious meteor crashes into one of the moon's cemeteries, 
Callie and her fellow caretakers find themselves surrounded by a terrifying enemy force that outnumbers them by more than a thousand to one, an enemy not hindered by the lack of air or warmth or sustenance, an enemy that is already dead. Now Callie and her compatriots must figure out how to fight to survive, because if they don't, everyone on the moon may be joining the dead. And maybe everyone on Earth, too. Mm. So, yes, folks, it's zombies on the moon. <laughs> and it works, I will say this, it works surprisingly well. It's, um, he, he writes good adventure. He writes good action. He writes good uh, people connecting with other people and dealing with situations they are not remotely qualified to deal with. Right. But yeah, they're incredibly entertaining. And if you are a fan of kind of, you know, if you're, if you're a Lovecraft fan or, or, a, or a zombie fan or just a fan of a good supernatural slash science fiction um, story, a tale, uh, I highly recommend these. I am going to talk about a book that I do not recommend now. Oh no! <laughs> yes, because what would what would a what would a book club be if you didn't didn't talk about the books you didn't like? Sure, sure. Colson Whitehead, which is a very talented, apparently, writer who has won a Pulitzer Prize, decided to uh, to take his. Uh, talents to zombie land and wrote a book called zone one and let me read a little tiny bit of the uh of of the thing to uh to you the synopsis now the plague is receding and americans are busy rebuilding civilization under the orders of the provisional government based in buffalo their top mission is to the resettlement of manhattan Armed forces have successfully reclaimed the island south of Canal Street, a.k.a. Zone 1. But pockets of plague-ridden squatters remain. While the army eliminates the most dangerous of the affected, teams of civilian volunteers are tasked with clearing out the innocuous variety of malfunctioning stragglers who exist in a catatonic state transfixed by their former lives. And that sounds really cool, right? Yeah. That sounds like it would be super fun. But the main character's name is Mark Spitz. Based on the famous diver. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole... And and I, I, it feels to me like this... That Mr. Whitehead uh, wrote the book with a thesaurus sitting next to him. Oh, no. <laughs> because it's like... Every single word that that could just be straightforward, he, you know, embellishes. Everything is embellished. And the guy reading it was such a smooth voice, but it sounds so, like, condescending when he reads it. Oh, okay. It was just, it was just bad. It was a bad book. Um, and I felt really bad not liking it. I really would have much rather enjoyed it. Well, sure. But I listened to the whole thing. <laughs> See, that's one of the things that Audible will let you do, of course, is return a book if you don't enjoy it. And I I have like three that I've returned. 
And I couldn't even tell you what the names of them were or the authors because I've wiped them from my brain. Right. So even though there are, and I'm looking at my Audible catalog right now, I have 15 pages of Audible books. That's wow. insane. I don't even want to know how much money I've spent on audiobooks. What a terrifying thought. Uh <laughs> Well, that's why I like Libby, because Libby's free. Oh, yeah. And I have picked up quite a bit from, from them as well. I'm looking through this, and there's, there's such a recurring theme. You know, you can tell when I'm in a mood by based on the purchase history of what, <laughs> you know. I'll either, I'll binge a certain author, uh, or I'll binge a certain, you know, uh, you know narrator, uh, and or I'll binge a certain theme. And you can tell when I've reached, like, the end of that book series as I'm waiting for the new book to come out. Uh-huh. It's really, it's really kind of entertaining. Um, but, you know, there's stuff in here that you and I have talked about. We've talked about Ben Aronovich's Rivers of London yes. series, uh, which is fantastic. Right. I uh, highly recommend that. And that's an urban fantasy series set in, shockingly, London. Yes. Um, <laughs> Uh, there's a ton of Terry Pratchett in here because I like funny fantasy. Yeah, I, I listened to the entire uh, Tiffany Aching series through Libby, uh, and that was really fun. Um, John Connolly. John Connolly is generally known for writing very dark, somewhat metaphysical mystery novels where uh, very dark and twisted things happen. Uh, and very, very flawed people try and make sense and make things better. And he's a fantastic writer. I, I highly recommend his, his mystery novels. But he also wrote a series of novels for young adults. The first one is called The Gates. The second one is called The Infernals. And the third one is called The Creeps. And they're the Samuel Johnson series. And it's a story of a young boy who discovers there's a door to hell in his neighborhood. Well, that's always fun. And he sets out to stop the forces of hell who are really annoyed that a small boy is getting in the way. And who, ref a small boy and a dog who refuse to die properly. And they are funny and sweet. And it's kind of a coming of age story. If you have a teenager who enjoys fantasy... Um, they're a series that might have gotten overlooked because John Connolly is not known for that type of book, but he clearly uh, enjoys writing things that are not just the very, very dark, dark mysteries. I would also recommend Daniel O'Malley's Rook series, uh, or it's called the Check the the Cheque is the the overall series. Uh, the Rook and Stiletto are the two novels that are currently in the series. And The Rook is being developed by, I think, Stars um, as a TV show. Oh. Uh, which I'm excited about and very nervous about because I love the books. They are extremely well-written and often very funny. Um, but it's um, the premise there is that there's a British age. There's a... <clears throat> There's a part of the British government that actually is made up of super-powered individuals whose job is to defend uh, the British Isles from bad things. 
and uh, bureaucracy ensues. Uh, um, but there, but also, you know, uh, invasion and shapeshifters and things with too many tentacles and memory loss and all sorts of crazy stuff, but it's, they're very entertaining. And the narrators on those, um, are extremely good, but yeah, there's so many great things out there. Uh, mm-hmm. if you're a, if you're a listener or a reader, um, and I've just, you know, I could, I could spend a couple hours going through this and talking about everything, but that's no good. <laughs> no. No, that would not be good. No. We don't want no. that. Anything else you want to recommend? Anything else? Any other? Um, N.K. Jensen just won, I, I think, her, her third consecutive, um, uh, what's the, what's the award? The, you know the one for for science fiction. Oh, uh, Hugo. Yeah, her the Obelisk Gate series, mm, okay. um, which is not a zombie uh, property, but her name's N. K. Jemsen, and yeah, I believe that the most recent book, the the Obelisk Gate, won her her third consecutive Hugo for this series, and it's uh it's a story about a world uh, where er, there earthquakes happen all the time. Mm-hmm. And there are these people that have the power to control uh, the earth. They're like earthbenders. Oh, okay. And one of them decides, and but they're, but they're feared and hated and murdered as children, and, and the ones that aren't killed as children are sent to be basically neutered by the government nice. and used to kind of stabilize the planet, which has earthquakes all the time. Well, one of these guys decides that he's tired of living subject, you know, a subjected life and causes an earthquake so large that it is an extinction-level event. I mean, the 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 ash is going to spew out of this thing for a hundred years. And after that, uh, the sky will not, will be clouded, will be completely covered over for another thousand years, maybe if we're lucky. So a cheerful story then. (laughs) Yes. And so that's where it starts. That's like the first thing that happens. So the story is about a woman who she's, uh, they're called origins, which is uh, the people with the power okay. to control the earth. Uh, she's an origin, and her daughter is an origin. And right before the end of the world happens, her husband discovers that she's an origin. Her da- their daughter is an origin, and their son, who's a three-year-old, is an origin. And he kills the son, and then takes the daughter away. Oh, and. And so, like, that's the, that happens right before the end of the world. And so the mother goes on this quest to find her daughter before the world, before they, you know, die of, you know, the end of the world. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's actually really good. It's so, and, you know, 
it's full of you know very interesting characters and and uh it is so deserving of whatever awards and it's heartfelt and you just feel for these characters there's three books in the series and by the end of the last book uh you don't know what is going to happen uh because it's just such a like gut punch all these things that happen is huge gut punches and the horrible things that happened to this woman and to her daughter because the, the the books follow both and you know the horrible things that happen to them and the world as as it slowly descends into nuclear winter and it's just very good they're very good that sounds like an interesting series to check out i um i'm always and because we've talked about the the, the apocalyptic story throughout as we've been doing this podcast the the pros and cons of it so when they're done really well that's always because I mean, we both know how easy it is for them to be done uh let's go with the word poorly um <laughs> yeah. so that's that's i it's nice to hear that, that that there's definitely one that uh can still have the human element and feel heartfelt uh because i, I periodically i'll get recommendations for you know, Audible wants to recommend stuff to you because they want to be helpful, right? And they're an Amazon product, okay? For those of you who who don't know, they're you know they 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 know what you're listening to. They just want to help. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I periodically will get these recommendations for post-apocalyptic stories, and I'm just like, I do not want to listen to that. Right. That does not appeal to me at all. So. Um, I'm not familiar with that series, which is nice because it hasn't pop means it hasn't popped up in my list of I don't want to listen to this. <laughs> yeah. Um I do wanna also mention Kevin Hearn and Delilah Dawson, who wrote a book called Kill the Farm Boy. And the audiobook is very, very funny. It's a fantasy novel where Things don't go the way you expect them to, even though the setup is there for the sort of your standard fairy tale fantasy uh, storyline. Let's just say that the the people you expect to be the heroes, mm, not so much. <laughs> it's very funny. There's a there's a new there's a second book in the series coming out. Uh, it's not out yet. I can't remember what it's called, but I it's there. the The act of exploring and finding some of these authors that you wouldn't necessarily come across or, or be drawn to uh, is kind of fun with audio because, again, sometimes you're following that that voice. Oh, yeah. I think that's probably one of the best things about audiobooks is that, you know, I mean, I, 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 there's studies that show that, the, that when you listen to a book being read to you, it actually hits the same receptors in your brain as reading so you're really you really are reading a book when you're listening to an audiobook but it's almost like it's less commitment because you can be like you know what i don't want to hear this person's voice anymore yeah and you can just turn it off and you know you don't feel bad you don't have this this physical reminder sitting on your shelf that you have yeah. stopped reading well, and, and we, I had mentioned that I did not have anything in here that I had not, I could not recommend, and apparently I'm wrong, because I have come across two books that I have not returned, but I've also never finished. So that ought to tell you something. And those are? 
So yeah, the 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 two I haven't finished listening to are uh, Scott Sigler Scott Sigler's Nocturnal, which actually has gotten some very good reviews, but for whatever reason, it just didn't capture my interest beyond oh, yeah. a few chapters, and I've never finished it. I've kept it because I'm like I said, the reviews have all been really strong. Um, and then oddly enough, although I'm a huge fan of his his books, and I've I've I read them in like one after another when I was younger, there's a writer named Robert McCameron Ah. and, and he is, he wrote a book called boy's life, which is kind of uh, a coming of age story. Ah. Uh, He's written some fantastic vampire novels and a couple werewolf novels and things like that. He's got some really interesting uh, storytelling ideas and he's written some, and really involved books and there's one called Swan Song. I have Swan Song on my shelf right now. And it's a really good book. I read it when I was in seventh grade, and I found it at Half Price Books like two weeks or like two week, two months ago. And I was like, I have got to reread Swan Song. It it is a very good book, but it is a dark, dark, grim book. It's an apocalyptic story. Uh-huh. And it's it's been compared to Stephen King's The Stand. These guys, uh, oh yeah, a, a lot of Cameron's stuff was compared to Stephen King uh, when he was when when he was really really big. And this was the eighties and nineties when a lot of his novels were coming out. I mean, it's it's a huge book. It's very long. Oh yeah, it's over a thousand pages long. It's a thirty four hour audiobook. Oh wow! And it's really good. And I cannot get into it right now. I just, it's, I mean, everything that I like about his writing is there and, and the narration is fantastic, but it is such a emotional, uh, darkness to the whole story Uh that I just can't get into it. I can't. Oh my gosh. I just like, I loved that book when I was a kid. Loved it. I read it probably, I think that's probably one of the first books that I like really you know, for for being a thousand pages, read it really fast, mm-hmm. and I am not a fast reader. And so when I saw it again in this bookstore, I was like, "Oh, I've got to buy it." But I don't know. I I'm like, I don't know if I could I could commit to the slog of an audiobook for a thousand pages and some of the horrible things that happen in that book. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's something. I mean, maybe maybe if I were to pick the book up again, the physical book up again. I could read it in the kind of small doses yeah. that make that kind of really, really involved and in many ways quite tragic story uh, less less overwhelming. But the audio, the audio version is just, I mean, the world kind of gets darker around the edges of your vision as you listen <laughs> and you start to feel very small and alone. Right. <laughs> So I, I will I will finish it at some point. I'm like three hours in, and then I had to just stop. And then I listened to a bunch of other things, and I have yet not not been able to get back into it. So I can recommend it as a really fantastic, very very grim story. But the audiobook is just is just hard for me to listen to right now. So. Uh-huh. So that's even just a little sampling of what you and I listen to. I mean, there's obviously a lot more that we read and listen to. Um, a significant chunk of the stuff that you and I both really enjoy is funny. Yes. And considering that, you know, generally speaking, the Walking Dead universe is not known for its great levels of humor. Right. 
not intentional humor. Right. Well, there's that. But also, the the last three films we've reviewed and discussed have been comedies. Yes. So yeah, I mean that's just you know, if you need the you need the the, the palate cleansing from uh, uh, the grimness of The Walking Dead, which we will get back into next week. Right. <laughs> So, yeah, we hope you've enjoyed getting a little bit of what we're listening to in, in the audio uh, book realm. There's, there's just so many great stuff, uh, great titles out there and great authors and, and great narrators. We definitely encourage you to check that out. Um, and, again, there's just the range of what is available through your library, through Audible, through Play Store, or whatever service you're listening to. Yes, visit your local library. Please. Support. Free books. Oh yeah, yeah, and with your time. And well, and 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 most libraries now have done a remarkably good job of continuing to be useful spaces with a lot of really great events going on uh, for ages. You know, pretty much anybody in your family, whether you know you're, you're you as an adult or a teen or a kid. Uh, there's stuff for families. There's all kinds of neat events going on. It's not just a collection of where where we keep the books. <laughs> there was a lot of concern uh, over the last couple of decades that with the internet, the libraries were going to go away. Um, but they haven't. They've actually, li- libraries nope. are extremely strong and, and very useful places. Uh, so definitely check those out. You, it, most of us have a local library. There's like three within 10 to 15 minutes of, of my apartment. Uh, and there's, they're fantastic resources. So, um, so yeah. So thank you guys for listening. As always, we appreciate it. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. We have actually used the social media this week. And you know what we should do? We should, we should tweet out from Zompocalypse now, all of these books we talked about. That's true. We definitely should. So that people can do that yeah and and of course there's there's folks that you didn't talk about and that i didn't talk about we could definitely share those as well so why would we do yeah. that yeah so you can find us on itunes you can find us on uh, podcast.com uh, the links on twitter and facebook tend to go to the podcast.com um hosting but we're on itunes as well and you can always leave us a comment uh, give us some a rating. Ratings and comments, of course, are the ways that other people find podcasts. So we encourage you to do that. Uh, if you don't want to give us a rating or a comment, that's okay too. But we would appreciate it. Uh, as always, thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. And thank you guys again for listening. We'll be back next week with more Zompocalypse Now. That actual the show. Yeah. That we are <laughs> wanting to talk about. <laughs> Apocalypse Now is recorded and produced by Dustin Adair and Timothy Harvey for Just Some Guy Productions. All rights reserved.